0: live well podcast episode number 40. Welcome to live well podcast. I'm Kim, your host, and I'm in the studio alone. Allie is on her eighth grade science trip. Uh, She went with uh, 38 other, well, there are 38 students total, and they are in Florida right now, and I have been receiving some updates from her. She went swimming with the dolphins today and kissed Elvis, who is a dolphin, but anyway, so she's not with me this week, but I am uh, still putting out a podcast. I have actually uh, come in contact with quite a few people um, with rosacea recently, and I actually have quite a few clients that have rosacea, and... Um, Most of these people have it or they think they have it, but what really surprises me is not many of them are actually receiving treatment for it, though. Uh, So that's the topic that I want to talk about today. I have rosacea, and uh, I periodically go to a website, uh, National Rosacea Society, and I always look to see what information they have, if there's anything updated in treatments or anything new that I don't know about it. And I was shocked when I recently read that over 16 million Americans suffer from rosacea and most of them don't know it. And uh, the website also said that a Gallup survey found that 78% of Americans have no knowledge of rosacea, how to recognize it, or what to do about it. So this surprised me, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess because I have it, I'm a lot more aware of it. But it was surprising to me that there are a lot of people out there that either don't realize they have it or they have it, but maybe aren't necessarily seeking treatment. I did cover this topic a while ago. It was actually my second podcast. So um, there is a podcast out there, number two, that talks about rosacea. So some of this information that I'm going to talk about today will be the same, but some of it is going to be different and updated. So first, what is it? How would we recognize it? It's a skin disorder primarily affecting the face, And unfortunately, the cause is unknown and there is no cure. It might sound dismal, but it actually can be managed and controlled. The symptoms would include redness or a flushed appearance on the cheeks, nose, chin, or forehead, small visible blood vessels on the face, bumps or pimples on the face, and possibly watery or irritated eyes. Um, You could have all of these symptoms or you could just have one or two. I first noticed... well. I first noticed something strange when I was going back and looking through some of our old photo albums. This was, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago that I got diagnosed with it. But what caught my attention was I was noticing in all of the photos that my face was always red, particularly on my cheeks and my chin. It was almost like I had a sunburn all the time. And I wasn't necessarily aware of it when I was looking in the mirror, but then when I was looking back at the photos, I was just kind of wondering what is going on with my face. So I did go to a dermatologist and I did get... um, I did get uh, the diagnosis that I had rosacea. Rosacea seems to show up most often when we're in our 30s, 40s, or 50s, and it seems to affect more fair-skinned women. It affects more women than men. And if rosacea is left untreated, it can get progressively worse, and it can lead to rhinophyma, which is a swelling of the nose and a thickening of the skin. It could also lead to ocular rosacea with eye irritation and watery bloodshot eyes. So if you think you might have it, I definitely urge you to see a dermatologist for diagnosis. Medical therapy is available to control rosacea, and it can actually even sometimes reverse signs or symptoms. So you definitely don't want to let it go. The primary signs of rosacea, flushing is one of the primary signs. This is facial redness that may come and go, and it's often the earliest sign of the disorder. Then persistent redness is persistent facial redness, That's the most common sign of it, and it may resemble a blush or a sunburn that doesn't go away. Sometimes uh, small red solid bumps or pus-filled pimples can often develop, and while these may resemble acne, blackheads are absent, and instead there will be burning and stinging that might occur. Another primary sign of rosacea is visible blood vessels. In many people that have it, small blood vessels become visible on the skin. There are some other potential signs and symptoms, and these uh, may not necessarily go along with it. Some people do have them, not everyone. Eye irritation. In many people with rosacea, the eyes may be irritated and appear watery or bloodshot, and this is a condition known as ocular rosacea. The eyelids also may become red and swollen, and styes are common. Severe cases can result in corneal damage and vision loss if a person does not seek medical help. So this is pretty serious burning or stinging. These sensations may often occur on the face. Itching or a feeling of tightness may also develop. I generally feel more of a burning feeling. Um, It's equivalent to like a hot feeling or a burning sensation like a sunburn. So like I said, when I first wondered if I had something going on was when I just had, I saw that persistent redness in my face. Um, And then after I was diagnosed with it, then I became more aware of just the burning and stinging. It would feel, when I would touch my face, it would just have this really hot feeling, and it would look red like a sunburn, and it was uncomfortable. Another potential sign or symptom can be a dry appearance. The central facial skin may be rough and appear to be very dry. There could be some swelling associated with it, uh, known as edema, and it may accompany other signs of rosacea, or it could occur independently. And then there are some signs beyond the face. Uh, They could also develop um, beyond the face, like commonly on the neck, chest, scalp, or ears. Treatment is generally tailored to the individual since signs and symptoms can vary per person. Dermatologists often prescribe oral therapy or topical therapy to get the condition under control, and then for long-term management, most often a topical therapy cream is prescribed. I started out with an oral therapy to get it under control, and then I switched to a topical cream, which is what I still use. So, skincare is really important. The key for good skincare is to use products and techniques that minimize irritation because rosacea is already inflamed and irritated, and you want to do everything you can to reduce irritation. So, a gentle skincare routine can help control rosacea. It's important to clean the face with a mild and non abrasive cleanser. Then, rinse with lukewarm water you never want to use hot or cold. And then, blot your face dry with a thick cotton towel. You don't ever want to rub, pull, tug, or use a rough washcloth on your face. Definitely avoid any types of facial scrubs since these would be too irritating. Um, Also avoid any cleansing pads or wipes as well. All of these things just further irritate the skin. Other types of products to avoid would be uh, things that have items like alcohol, fragrance, menthol, peppermint, or any type of glycolic or alpha-hydroxy acids, These types of products would cause too much irritation. And you definitely want to seek out fragrance-free and allergy-tested products. I usually suggest that people test a product first on your neck area and see if you have any irritation, especially if you have pretty sensitive skin. You might want to test it either on your neck or on your chin, just in a small area to try it out first. Since sun exposure is a top trigger for many people... It's best to protect the skin from sun exposure using a sunscreen with an SPF of at least twenty or higher and you want to use it daily. I've seen a huge improvement in my symptoms since I started using um, I use a day lotion that has an SPF of twenty and I use that every day, uh, all season long, all the all the seasons, and I use it no matter whether it's sunny or cloudy, I use it every day. and I have noticed a big improvement. Cosmetics can also be used to conceal the effects of rosacea. Green makeup or green-tinted foundations can be used to counter the redness. Powdered mineral makeup can be a good choice for people with rosacea because these mineral-based powdered makeups tend to have less chemicals in them, and they typically cause less irritation. And Allie and I actually did a podcast on mineral makeup. It is episode number 36, and we talk about mineral makeup. You might want to check that one out. Because of the redness of rosacea, I generally um, don't recommend blush and I don't use blush uh, because I kind of figure I've got enough color as it is. Knowing what your triggers are is also important. Um, Anyone with rosacea can improve their skin appearance and reduce their chances of flare-ups by identifying and avoiding lifestyle and environmental factors that might trigger the flare-ups or aggravate the condition. So for me, Identifying what my triggers were, that was really key in helping to control my symptoms. Some of the most common triggers are sun exposure, stress, extreme hot or cold weather, wind, heavy exercise, alcohol consumption, hot baths, spicy foods, humidity, and indoor artificial heat. Sounds kind of depressing. <laughs> um, but it is manageable. And I think I had said I've had rosacea for about five or six years And I have seen a very significant improvement in my symptoms once I identified my triggers. And then I found a skincare line that works for me. And then I've been used, like I said, I've been using the sunscreen on a daily basis. For me, and I know different triggers affect people differently, but for me, my triggers are sun, heat, alcohol, spicy foods, and indoor heat. So I, like I said, I use sunscreen daily and I never sunbathe. You will never catch me sitting out in the sun. And when I attend parties, or if I know I'm going to be in a warm environment, I will dress in cool, comfortable clothing so that I don't get overheated. And then I also avoid alcohol and spicy foods. In winter, I typically keep the thermostat in our house a little bit on the chilly side. I know sometimes that makes my family members uncomfortable, but it keeps me more comfortable. So avoiding my triggers has helped my symptoms And my skin has a lot less flare-ups, and it feels a lot more comfortable. And that, for me, is really important. I know some people that don't want to give up things, like maybe they don't want to give up alcohol or spicy foods or the sun, whatever it is. But I, I think it's a choice. And for me, it comes down to do I want to be comfortable or not, and my comfort is more important, at least for me. So I have avoided my triggers, and I've seen a big difference. I've also found a skincare line that works really well for me. In fact, I love it so much, I am a distributor for it. Arbonne is fragrance-free and allergy-tested, and I have had really good luck with Arbonne's products. I've seen an improvement in my skin since I started using the products, and um, I I use the, the products every day. And I also continue to use the topical cream that I got from my dermatologist. And I use the Powdered Mineral Makeup. That, for me, is really lightweight, and a lot less irritating, and I just really like how it feels on my face. Some other things that you might want to consider if you believe that you have rosacea. If you enjoy facials, you want to be careful. You definitely want to make sure that you let your esthetician know that you have rosacea so that she can use less irritating products on you. And then uh, you also don't want anything that will cause additional stimulation. So facial massage should be kept to a minimum, and then... People with rosacea definitely want to avoid steam baths, saunas, and hot tubs. So once you've been diagnosed, knowing what works for you and what doesn't work for you is really key in managing it, finding the right products, and avoiding your triggers. So I think that's a wrap. It's not quite the same without Allie. (laughs) She'll be with us next time. We hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast, and we hope you'll join us for the next show. Our plan is to bring you simple tips that will allow you to live better. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on our podcast, please call us or email us. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at 312-957-7087 or email us at feedback at livewellpodcast.com. We might even use your question on our next show. You can also find us at livewellpodcast.com, our website. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Lord willing, we will be with you on our next show. Have a joyful, healthy week. Simple information to help you live well and bloom where you are.